are listening to the Fit Ground Marker podcast with Graham McKay. In this podcast, we talk about all things business, fitness and construction. Each episode, I share with you my thoughts and tips on how to become fit and healthy, how to build a business while maintaining a busy lifestyle, and I also share my top tips that have helped me build for the future. What are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Ground Marker podcast. Tonight's episode is talking about what's actually behind the curtain when you're growing a construction business. And I would imagine any kind of business, but I'm going to talk to you about construction. Before I get into that, somebody asked me the other day, and they asked, why have you called it the Fit Ground Marker podcast? And I went, well, I didn't really want to sit about and faff about and think of names for weeks and weeks and months and months. I like to go to the gym, and I've got a groundworks company, so I suppose it makes sense, doesn't it? That's just a classic example of somebody questioning, somebody trying to slag off what you're doing, or just basically question what you're doing, and you're just like, why did you call it that? And I went, well, what was your podcast called, pal? Exactly. Give me peace. The name is irrelevant. Hopefully the content is relevant, not irrelevant. So... Back to the podcast topic tonight, what we're talking about, growing a construction business and what's involved in it. All people see is the things that I put online. And you'll probably be aware that everything that I put online is what I want you to see. You might not see all the stuff in the background. And the stuff that's in the background, the stuff that's not very good, the stuff that I'm going to talk about, people don't really want to hear that. Or do they? If they do want to hear that, let me know and I'll post more about it. But I don't like to come across as a negative person online. I like to share with you the things that I go through, the things that we go through as a business. And you need to remember that building a business is extremely difficult. And I'm not a guru, far from it. I'm only 35 years old. In case you don't know my story, I was a setting out engineer. My brother taught me that and did that for the best part of 10 years. Made great money, got bored. I was sick of being penned in, stuck in a job. I needed something else. And boy, did I get something else by building a groundworks business. It was a fast, fa- it was a, a fast transition to go from being self-employed, working for someone, but still having your own business to then growing a business. And I tell you what, going from, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you the figures because people then mistake the figures for profit and say, you're loaded, mate. And people who build a business know it's not the case. Just know that we grew the company exceptionally fast. Probably too quick, too quick in hindsight. However, I've had a couple of conversations with people who have done what we have done and have failed and uh, built other businesses, grown businesses, lost businesses. And their words were, this is a classic example of a fast-grown business and everyone goes through it. So don't expect, don't think that you're the only one. So that was very, very reassuring and it was good to know that. Listen, everybody goes through hard times, it's hard trying to grow a business. So let's talk about growing a construction business. What are the things that you can expect and what I go through, what we go through on a daily basis? People will let you down all the time. You will get let down all the time. Even the people that work for you will let you down. What I notice is, and people who have a business will notice this as well, if the cat's away, the mice will play. What does that mean? Well, if the gaffer's not there, no one's there in charge, people will wander. People need directed. People will take the piss. They will let you down. People will say to you that, you, that they will turn up tomorrow. They will not turn up. You try to get hold of them, their phone's off. 
people who have been talking a great game, saying we can do this, we can do that, I was starting on Monday, don't turn up. Then what happens is, you're the baddie. Because the guys have not turned up, then you get the heat off the site, say, where's this joiner, Graham? Where's this builder? Where's this ground marker? And before I would like, oh, I don't know where he is. My reply now is, and this is just because I've experienced it over the last two years now, I say, look, I can't control what somebody does on a Sunday night. See if he wants to go out in the swally and gets bloated and doesn't turn up on a Monday. I cannot control that. So he said he's coming back tomorrow. I've put another backup plan in place to have someone else go in there as well. So I've now put two people in there, but I only wanted to put one in as a backup in case that guy doesn't turn up. What happens? The two of them turn up now. So it's things like that people don't understand. You go through that, okay? Next one, nobody cares if you've got another job you have to finish. The site manager, the project manager, the contracts manager, the director, the CEO of that job only cares about their job. They do not care about your other jobs, so forget it. However, that doesn't stop me saying, I've got this other job up here. If I take them off that job, I need to do this. Sometimes they're comforting, but in the grand scheme of things, they don't give a fuck. They want you on that job with all your men. They want you to pull the people out of the cupboard that you've got stored in there, get them on the job. That's the realistic game that we're in. They want things yesterday, and they want it cheap. Nobody cares about your problems with your labour issues. Nobody cares about the people who you're saying I had 10 great guys and I've lost four of them. They don't care. Nobody cares about your issues that you have at home, your personal problems. I went through a a, um, a personal a personal problem um, in the last kind of week. And again, it's uh, I've not had too many bad family issues in my life. I've been quite lucky. I have had family issues. But nobody close, very, 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 very close to me has ever really been in danger, really. People direct to me, like mums, dads and brothers. Everybody's been safe. And recently, um, something happened to me, or like, something happened within the family. Everything seems to be okay now. However, that was my experience of, experiencing firsthand when something happens on a job. Oh, sorry, when something happens within your family, you're like, bloody hell, man. Your problems kind of disappear because you're like, you put things into perspective and you say, Do you know what? Fuck that job. Stuff that. Family's first. But again, uh, I never really told a lot of people about it because I don't like put my problems on other people because they don't care. But some people did uh, know about it. But again, when you're on the job and you're in the thick of it, nobody really cares. One, probably because they don't know. But even if you were to tell them, and I know it because people have told me about their problems and I, and I hate saying it, you feel terrible when they first tell you. And you're like, oh my God, that's terrible. But then, and everybody will admit it, very soon after, you will then look at things and say, right, how's that going to cause me a problem? It's horrible. But that's just the way we're built because we look after ourselves before we look after anyone else. So like I said, nobody cares about your personal problems. That doesn't mean that you can't be upset about them. Deadlines. Deadlines are always put onto you by companies, the people you work for. Deadlines that are not met will come with threats and penalties. So expect that. Expect people to say, if you don't have this finished for this date, you will be fined or we will be taken off X, Y, Z. And that's not nice to see when you get those emails when you wake up on a Monday morning. That's why I don't look at my emails when I first wake up. I hear people have notifications on their emails. Stuff that. Notifications on a Sunday when I'm lying there after I've potentially been out on a Saturday night and I'm feeling a bit tender and I've got fear and I get an email saying, Graham, I can't do this 
And yes, people say, yeah, but you're spotting the problem before it occurs. But let's be honest with you, sometimes on a Sunday night, there's not much that I can do. So I just wait until the Monday. I don't look at my emails first thing in the morning because it could make a complete disaster of my first hour of my day. In an ideal world, I get up at five and I read a book, try and do a 10-minute silent meditation, listen to something good, so that when I then go out into the big bad world, I am ready for any shite that is thrown at me. I don't like looking at emails first thing in the morning. Sometimes companies have interest in demands. When I say interest in demands, interest in you could swap that word for ridiculous demands. They might expect you to finish something in a certain time. When people say to you, this has to be done, Graham, I have had it numerous times over the last couple of weeks, over the last few weeks, few months, on jobs, and I've said to you, man to man, this is not going to get done on Friday, so we need to accept this. It's your fault, it's my fault, whoever's fault it is, it's not getting done Friday. So, this is where I can tell you when, when we're going to be done. This is what I have here to do the job. Tell me what are the implications of this not being done. And nine times out of ten, the implications are not much. There's just massive pressure on you at that point. Unless you come to the very, 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 very end of a job and there is no time left. And the majority of the times when people give you deadlines, the deadline is not the actual deadline. So remember that as well. But that doesn't mean that you don't try and go to their deadlines. Okay, expect your invoices that you put in to be chopped, expect them to be late being paid, expect for you to chase payments for long periods of time, expect you to put in an invoice and a claim for say 80,000 and they chop off £10,000 of it and you're like, how did you chop that off? What was that? And I tell you what, quantity surveyors, they are worth their weight in gold with these big companies. Let me just do a quick math here. Let's say that you've got a quantity surveyor who earns £40,000 a year, and that quantity surveyor looks after um, a million pounds worth of work. Now, let's say that the million pounds worth of work, if that quantity surveyor can get forty grand off that million pound, he's then covered his wages. Let's say it's 10 jobs. 10 jobs, all he needs to get is £4,000 off those jobs, the jobs are a hundred grand. He needs to get four thousand pound off each of those ten jobs. His wages are covered, and believe me, he gets more than four thousand pound. He gets eight thousand pound. Then his wage of forty thousand is then eighty thousand. So they're clever. So expect that as well. You will have people chopping the money that you put in. Sometimes they are correct. Sometimes they're just chancers. And but what's happened with us and what's happened with me is, is you get wise and you see how that they chop the money. But again, if someone gives you information and you don't, and I learned this at 50 cent, if someone gives you information and you don't take the time to read it, that's your fault. And believe me, I've been caught out with that. We've been caught out with that. Taking on too much, certain things, not having the people in the background working and checking things and people will say, but it's your own fault. Listen, Einstein, we understand that, but we learn from it. So just expect that. Remember, people will chop the money that you put in. So expect that. Priced. Prices of materials rise, constantly rising. Timber rose. Steel used to be £600 a tonne in 2020. It's now £1,200 a tonne, double the price. You might be in a job that's a fixed price. Good luck trying to go back to the client to get money back. Now, to be honest, you should be able to get money back because depending on what type of job it is, um, you should be able to get that money back. Let's look at other materials. like Timber, obviously, we know as well, was a massive increase as well. You need to remember that when you price a job, you might price it in 2020. You might not get it to 2022. 
you ideally you really want to go back and reprice it if you can. Sometimes you will say, oh, I need to, I need to take the job, I need to take the job, it's a big job, I need to take it, I need to take it. If I don't take it, there's nothing else. Don't fall into that trap. Go to them and say, listen, prices have increased over the last two years, you're going to need to let me reprice this. And if they say, well, it was a fixed price, if you can, stand your ground and say, find someone else to do it because it, it, it won't work for us. People will try and charge you more than the service that they provided. So when people put in invoices, we've had this before. I won't name any companies, but we've had this before. We, we have got materials, could, could be materials, could be plant. Because we've been getting so much from a certain company, it's very, very easy for the big numbers that we owe them to go up because there's so many different invoices in there that they can lose costs in there. And I've caught it before where I've had to phone them up and I've questioned an invoice, an invoice that they charged us £4,000 and I get chopped to £2,000. And the problem is there will be more in there that I've missed and that's because I've not been on the ball. I've not, I've been too busy working in the business and not on the business. And I, that's saying I love it and I hate it. But I tell you what, it's bloody hard to work on the business when you're in it. And people say, hey, yeah, but take your time out of the business. Take your time out. It's very hard when you've got 10 guys on a site that need direction. But again, this is all about a learning curve. This is all about taking on jobs that, taking on only what you can um, afford to take on. Now, again, the way that I say there, it sounds as if that I've taken on or we've taken on too much. It's not necessarily the case, and I'll give you an example. Let's say you're working on a job and you start that job in January, and you've got six guys on that job. You've got work to January to February. Then your work is completed. The building's up. You don't come back for another two months. Two months later, when you come back, when the building works is done, you need to come back. But you've then sent the guys elsewhere to another job because you can't have them sitting in the house waiting for this other job to start again. They then need you back. You might be struggling to get other labour. You then have to take on more labour. The labour that you bring on might not necessarily be as good as the last labour. So you have to then go through the process of finding if these guys are any good. And again, like I said before, nobody cares about your labour problems. Nobody cares about your other jobs. Get back there, Graham, and finish that job. So I hope you've enjoyed that wee podcast today, tonight, whenever you listen to it, that the things that I post online, I let you see the jobs we're doing. But this was just to give you a wee insight of what's involved in building a business, the problems that you might face. And I'll just warn you, it's tricky. It is not for the faint-hearted. I can see why people turn to vices. I can see why people say, fuck this. But you need to remember, this is a hard old game. It'll build character. For me, I like to go to the gym. I like to work off my stresses and go to the gym. I like to eat well. This is coming at the end of bodybuilding shows, so I will be participating in a few beers. But I tell you what, drinking is not the answer if you're going through tricky times. It really isn't because alcohol does nothing for you. It does nothing for your mindset the next day. It's very good for getting around the table if you're having inspiring chats with people because you dream big, but the hangover in the morning is not good. And if you have any issues, they're harder to deal with in the morning. This is Graham McCaig. I hope you've enjoyed this. Please go and follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn. I hope that you enjoy the podcast and the information that I share. I do my best to share what goes on in my day-to-day. I am not perfect, far from it, but I do my best to be better every day. And I hope that people can potentially take something from this and think, do you know what? That sounds like a hard old game, but I might give that a bash one day. My podcasts are shared to tell you what I do on a day-to-day basis. And I share most of the things I do. There are things that I can get better at. And I'd imagine the more I do these podcasts, and I'm going to start getting guests on, 
I'd imagine the more I do these, the more open I will become. And it takes a lot for me sometimes to do these podcasts when you're in knee deep in the game and you've got problems on site, you've got issues, you've got deadlines, you've got people moaning at you, people shouting at you, people threatening you, people saying, you need this done for this date. But again, I don't want this to come across as I'm looking for sympathy because my mindset is good. I'm built for this. Sorry, I'm telling a lie, I'm not built for this. I wasn't born like this. I have managed to manage my mind. And most days, I'm like, send it on. Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, don't stop, keep going. And that's what you remember when the tough times are hard. So keep going. Hope everyone's had a great day. And thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. I hope you found the content valuable. And fingers crossed, it made you better in some aspect of your life. For more info on what I do on a day-to-day basis, please follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. Facebook, it's Graham McCaig. LinkedIn, it's Graham McCaig. And Instagram, McCaig50.